0: Hello, my name is Ceci Chef on the Unwider team, and you are listening to the Unwider podcast. We have a calling system which gathers anonymous insights from workers on their working lives. And on this short podcast, we hope to bring you the most relevant insights and leading lights when it comes to ethical supply chains. Thank you for joining us today, Frank. Um, welcome to the Unwider podcast series. Um, this week, we're focusing on the scrap steel industry. I wanted to start off by asking you to please introduce yourself. Explain yeah. who you are and what Track Record Global does. Please.
1: Okay, my name is Frank Miller. I'm the Managing Director of Track Record Global. Uh, it's a company that's been running for about 15 years. Originally, I trained as a forester. and I used to work uh, in, um, for British Aid many years ago. And um, so I suppose I've always been in, interested in um, environmental, social and governance issues around about management of natural resources and, and the, the use of natural resources in an equitable manner. So um, track record was set up originally to um, look at ways of understanding the risk in international supply chains and try to minimize that risk based on the fact that there are often very good laws in place to actually manage natural resources, but so often the laws are not adequately implemented because there isn't the regulatory capacity in the countries uh, where these resources are originate from. So uh, our, our ambition, I suppose, has been to be able to use the sort of commercial muscle of some of the big buyers of these resources and try to provide them with the tools for reaching out along those supply chains to try and make sure that the laws were properly implemented and natural resources were managed in a way that meant they would be there for future generations.
0: Frank, you've you've been interested in ethical practices along kind of scrap steel supply chains for, for some time. Why the interest in the scrap steel industry?
1: Um because Track Record Global has always been involved in the mineral sector. We've done various different projects. Uh, We help basically write the sort of, prepare the foundations for the um, uh, aluminium uh, stewardship initiative. And um, we basically were a bit involved in the sort of uh, uh, similar sectors, similar issues in the steel sector. And then the responsible... um, Steel program was set up, and they hired us to look at scrap, uh, steel scrap. Given that steel scrap is going to become at least fifty percent of most steel mills' raw material intake in during the next twenty or so years, so it's 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 really important, and yet very little is known about how to ensure uh, ways of, of getting responsible scrap steel the, scra- the scrap steel sector has got a very bad reputation um you've seen these ships driven up onto beaches in places like bangladesh india and pakistan uh which are then cut up by people with you know very little regard to safety uh, the impact on the local communities is very bad added to that the scrap steel sector has got a reputation for um being very much involved in sort of international crime money laundering um there's all sorts of issues around the sorting of scrap. It's often exported from the West to countries where labour is much cheaper, and then you know, sort of very dangerous practices take place as people are, children are used to sort the steel into uh, or, the, or the scrap into usable portions. It's just that it's there's very little transparency on the whole sector, and our our ambition is to try and shine a light on what's going on, and to provide the big buyers of scrap the opportunity to buy responsibly.
0: Great. And, and when you look at those ambitions um, and the need, where do you think the greatest challenges will lie when it comes to transforming the kind of scrap steel supply chain globally?
1: I think the biggest challenges will be to... Um, to sort of change the buying practices of the steel mills uh, to get them to realize that they have the power to drive better practice down the supply chain. Um, We've worked in the timber sector for a very long time, right from, from, you know, before the Forest Stewardship Council initiative started. And uh, I can remember those very early days when we were talking to uh, timber buyers at the, consumer facing end of the supply chain saying, well, you know, you have the potential, you have the commercial muscle to make changes, to drive better practice. And they said, oh, no, that's impossible. But we've seen it happen. It can be done. The marine stewardship council is another good one. Um, so the people who, who deal with scrap, the whole sector has not been involved, it, it exposed to this before. So it's, it's the, you need to get the the purchasing guys in the steel mill saying actually we can make a change we can make things better we can drive the need for responsible sourcing we have the commercial muscle to make it happen and uh, it, it's just alerting people and then when people with you know hold up a a a, a bunch of banknotes effectively and say you know if you do this. I'll buy your material. If you behave responsibly, you show me where it's coming from, you change your practices, you know, we will continue to buy your, your product. If you don't, we're going to start looking elsewhere. This is what our shareholders, this is what our employees, this is what me as an individual, thinking about the future for my children, this is what we want. It works. And that's what, we, that's what we've got to drive, if you like, going forwards in the steel sector. And there's, a, there's about a thousand, there's between 750 uh, international steel mills, maybe up to a thousand. Um, you know, it's, it's a massive industry. And by driving this process, you can have an absolutely fundamental effect, an absolutely fundamental effect. And then also, then there's all the knock-on things. As scrap steel becomes more and more of an accepted raw material, then there's all the knock-on effects on greenhouse gas production and all the rest of it. Because when you are making steel from scrap, you're basically using about, uh, 25% 25% of what you, of, of the energy that you use when you're making it from mined raw materials. So you can have a very beneficial effect.
0: Beautiful. And the challenges you identified principally to change the kind of buying attitudes and, and demands made by buyers um, and by the mills. When, you know, yes, you, you, you were saying, of course, you know, the power of the pound or, or the power of, of money. Um, when you make your, your purchase conditional on the following conditions being met, that's, that's of course effective. Yeah. But how do we generate that kind of change amongst buyers across the board and not depend, you know, buyer by buyer, buyer on, yeah. on, on them exercising that approach?
1: I think, well, the Responsible Steel Program has got a lot to offer in, in, in terms of, you know, its members uh, are committed to sourcing responsibly. And uh, members include companies like uh, ArcelorMittal, uh, Tata, um, BHP. Some of these are massive, massive companies. And then driving them are people like uh, BMW, uh, Daimler-Benz, um, Lend-Lease, the massive building uh, business. So there's... there's There's a drive from the consumer end. There's a drive into the mills. These mills are signed up. Um, And then I think it's it's, it's about transparency. It's about being able to show those buyers that this is a situation that you, by buying these products, are supporting. And then, you know, everyone, there is humanity in everyone and they can see they will be able to see that okay yeah actually i'm feeling i'm feeling uncomfortable about this i'm feeling uncomfortable about this so it's about driving that providing that transparency and i think you know modern, modern digital techniques are what's basically going to deliver that transparency and i suppose that's what and wider track record global that's what we're about to a large degree is using digital techniques modern digital solutions to provide that transparency. And I think the big difference going forward is that traditionally, the sort of auditing that we have been involved in, in the past, I used to work for a big inspection company doing Forest Stewardship Council audits, Marine Stewardship Council audits around the world, was an annual audit. And I think the really exciting thing going forwards, provided by companies like and wider, is the fact that it's not just going to be a once-a-year event, you know, uh, gathering information. It's going to be a steady, progressive, ongoing level of transparency that people can can see that companies, you know, that supply chains are responsible. Uh, they can do their responsible sourcing, With a clear conscience, knowing that everything is still in place, everything is still happening, and I think that that is the absolute key going forwards. You know, in a way, many of these, the old style third-party person on site doing a two or three-day audit once a year—they know you're coming. I think that is going to change that paradigm is going to change there's going to be a paradigm shift and it's companies like and wider and hopefully track record that are going to help and make that change
0: and um frank uh last question actually i I, i'm going to slip in slip in one question before (laughs) yeah why don't you give us a little bit of insight into your vision for a system to to enable that transparency in scrap steel
1: yeah um, basically, I think what, what our, our vision is um, a platform like Track Records platform um, that provides access to the buyers all the time. Constant, they can go on the site and they can see immediately. Um, and that that system is basically there is a constant trickle of uh, supply chain data coming into that platform that's constantly analyzed and monitored. And because we know, uh, and, and that data will come from uh, questionnaires, from companies like Andwider, from uh the documents that are submitted to demonstrate compliance, and we can feed those through uh, AI and document reading uh, systems, then those systems can go out to third-party databases that are already out there, public databases, to say, you know, their tax has been paid or whatever. So you can automatically check that information. So there's going to be a series of uh, constant information coming into the system, and then there are going to be constant checks on that data trying to triangulate that data against different data sources so there's going to be this movement away from independent third parties being on site to a lot more self-assessment but that self-assessment being checked and validated all the time through digital systems that's how i see it going in the future
0: and frank what other sectors do you think need this level of attention
1: Every sector <laughs> well I think basically the, the principal sectors that um, where there are there, where there is lack of transparency, where there are scarce natural resources where you know there are things that are driving deforestation, where there, there are areas that are causing uh, real community disruption, where there's real environmental damage going on. Um, because there is a lack of transparency and the people who are doing the buying cannot see what's happening. So, yeah, uh, clothing is a massive area. Steel, uh, fisheries, uh, forestry, um, food, uh, all these areas, they all, the idea that you can get away with collecting information once a year or once every six months so that it, it's a sort of a single event is losing currency, is losing credibility. We need systems where data is constantly being collected to provide the comfort and uh, confidence that products are being responsibly sourced.
0: Beautiful, Frank. That's a beautiful way to end it. Thank you so much for your time no, not sure. and, and this excellent overview and insights. That's it from us today. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to follow us on our social media platforms to keep up to date with all things and wider and look out for our next installment. Goodbye.